Hello, everyone. My name is Jacob Emerson with Becker's Healthcare. Thanks so much for tuning into our podcast series. We're thrilled today to be joined by Paul Merrill, who is the president of HealthSpark and Kairos. Paul, thanks so much for joining us here today. Thanks so much for having me, Jacob. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, today we're going to discuss creating a more consistent healthcare experience for both members and patients, regardless of where they begin that search. So with that, Paul, let's dive right into our conversation. Uh, a patient and a health plan member are obviously the same person. So why does the information that they see often conflict between health plans, health systems, and other sources that they come across? Yeah, it feels like it's one of the, the great mysteries of our healthcare delivery system these days. And <laughs> I, I, I think the short answer is that it's just really hard. And, and, and it's hard for, for a bunch of different reasons. Um, if you zoom back and think about it, the, the, the easiest element of this to understand is where the problem effectively originates. That's the underlying systems and the sources of information to try to give a member or try to give a patient an accurate understanding of uh, both their benefits from the plan, but also the providers and the networks they can participate in. And, and if you start to you know, break down that problem a little bit and you look at the health system, for example, to, to try to better understand that challenge and why it's so difficult to get you know, accurate information about providers, uh, we should begin with them because you know, they're employees of the health system oftentimes and everything from the revenue of the practice going to that health system to uh, their just employment status, you would think that would be the best and easiest place to get information. And when we work with hospitals, we end up having to marry information from all kinds of different crazy systems, right? It's the credentialing system, it's the marketing system, it's their practice management environment. Perhaps they've got a customer relationship management system. They've got other administrative components to what they do. And we have to sift through all of those things just to get the very best information we can from the person who's directly employing a doctor or other clinician. We then have to take all of that and we have to figure out what's the best source of data. How do we remove duplication? How do you make edits to that? And then can we augment that with information that they might just not have access to, things that aren't in any of these systems, like a, a professional statement or, or providing real clarity on the type of practice they run or perhaps a subspecialization in a way that a consumer would understand. And when you take all that information and then try to meet the patient and or member at every access point, uh, it gets really complex. It could be online, it could be in the call center, it could be in an email, and all along the way, we're trying to do the best that we can to help that patient or member make the right decision about their care. And there's, there's real data problems there, there's real operational problems there, and there's real technical challenges as well. And then if you continue that narrative and think about what that feels like for the member or from the health plan's perspective, it's effectively a mirror image, right? They have a combination of a myriad of their own systems to try to get at that same information, uh, but they have new concepts, right? They introduce the concept of a network or they introduce the concept of cost. Um, plans are also subject to a series of mandated requirements that effectively tell them how often uh, they need to update this information or what the rules are around transparency of this information. But at the end of the day, they're trying to solve the same problem, right? Both health plans and health systems are trying to get together accurate information about providers, accurate information about locations, accurate information about other care delivery settings, but they just don't have access to the right information. 
And then when you layer on top of that, the fact that the data is changing all the time, you get this really complex environment where you know things are constantly moving and you never know exactly where to meet that member or patient to help them navigate. And that's just to get the data. We haven't even started to talk about what it means to get a call to action and can a patient or a member schedule directly with a provider that they find, find online? There's a bunch of interesting and tricky things associated with it. So, so it's just really difficult because of all of those moving pieces and, and all the legacy around those things. The flip side of that is what, what's not hard, right? Or what's not difficult to see is how hard that is for, for patients and members, right? We, we know that you know, well over 25% of plan members find inaccurate data you know, as they search for care. Uh, our own experience shows that we, when we engage with an organization that has both a health plan and a health and a provider organization combined, that we can augment up to 80% of the information they need in order to support their members. So we know the data is not always right. We know it's not always complete. And, and effectively what you get today is consumers trying to fill that gap on their own as they try to find the right care. It's, it's, a, it's a frustrating and somewhat flummoxing environment if you think about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think every American can anecdotally speak to just how frustrating of a process this can all be. Um, let's, let's talk about where the payers have the responsibility here in this conversation. What do you think that health plans can do to ensure that their members have access to this information they need to select that appropriate and trusted provider? Yeah, I mean, we, we have uh, certainly a biased perspective, but a, a pretty robust perspective on this because we know that people most often start their search for care with their health plan, most often on the website, but maybe it's another access point because they want to make sure they understand whether their care is in or out of network. And, you know, hopefully uh, they can also get a sense of the cost of services provided. So I think that the health plans are in this really interesting environment to meet members, to meet patients where they begin that journey. And we can augment that with other things like ratings and reviews and assessment of quality and, and things of that nature, which are, I would Put in the bucket of nice to have in today's environment uh, because some of those can be tricky to communicate with a patient or member uh, but the plans are in a really interesting environment because they're where many members initiate their search for care it's interesting if you ask the average member we do a bunch of research in these areas if you ask the average member you know almost two-thirds of them are saying hey i wish you could provide more information and or more accurate information about you know what's going on within your provider network and it's the basics it's the bread and butter of hours and locations and address it's the basics of specialty and and hopefully subspecialty uh, and then you get into kind of the finer details of, you know, what's the treatment philosophy of this practice? You know, what's the cultural background of this provider? Because, you know, they're beginning to assess if this provider, if this location is somebody who I can build a relationship with and foster trust. So there's a real emotive element to it that gets originated when they begin their search through the plan's website. Um, but if that sounds a little bit like nirvana, <laughs> they're also asking for really practical information, like the basics of does a provider speak their language or not? And the plans really need to be deliberate in creating robust profiles and understanding the attributes of care locations and care providers that these members are most 
that are that, that impact their ability to find the provider in the most effective way. So one example would be we have a you know, one of our health plan customers. They have a decent concentration of Mandarin-speaking members in their service area, but you know their provider directory originally showed there were only five physicians that spoke Mandarin. You know in that market. You know once we augmented that information, we looked across the market for all of the different places where we could bring the best information to that member, we were able to identify 50 Mandarin speaking providers. If you think about the friction that that creates for that patient or member as they're seeking care and just coming up with really basic things, or they sound basic at least, it can be really, really meaningful for these folks as they try to seek care. Sure, absolutely. And so, Paul, are you saying that they were missing 45 providers, Mandarin-speaking providers, from from what members could see? Yes, it, it's 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 one of those things that's almost an embarrassment, Jacob. That we, as a healthcare delivery system, struggle with something as basic as do they speak my language? But it's a really sure. nice little case study of the complexity that members face today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's keep talking about this, the, the key piece of this, of, of facilitating these conversations, these relationships between the payers and the providers. How do you think that the health plans and the health systems can really maximize their partnerships to deliver a better experience for everyone? Yeah, I actually think there's a real good news story here. Uh, if you zoom back, I mean, healthcare is riddled with examples of, you know, either unsolvable technical challenges or these problems that effectively amount to a lack of alignment or a lack of incentives between organizations. So even though we know that executives and plans and systems really want to collaborate more, it often ends up getting stuck in a conversation on rates or a conversation about utilization or whatever that might be. But but we think there's a real you know win 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 here right in in somewhat colloquial terms right which is at a really practical level the plans understand they need better information in order to meet their members' needs um, as I mentioned in passing one of our customers was able to augment eighty percent of their provider profiles with increased information from the health systems in that given geographic market all intended to help their members make better decisions about connecting themselves to the right care. We also know that consumers wanna take action. Right? Sometimes that just means getting to the right phone number or figuring out the right office hours or the right address, but increasingly that means the ability to directly book an appointment online. So getting accurate information with a real focus on that call to action is really important for the average member. And, it, and it, it sounds a little bit idealistic, but if you think about this, collaboration on provider data and, and schedule management can really be a win for everybody. If you, the, the member or the patient has this really wonderful friction-free experience where they were presented with all of the information necessary to make a decision, and then they were easily able to make a call to action. The plan is happy that the member is making decisions based upon accurate information about their product, increasingly accurate information about cost and price, and they're doing things that are compliant with the product that that member signed up for. And the provider is happy because they're getting the volume and they're getting engagement from that patient. And, and hopefully, with any luck, nobody's had to call a call center or do anything manually in doing this, and, and everybody gets a win. And I think that that's a wonderful place to be in healthcare when you can actually do something that truly aligns the sometimes divergent interests of a bunch of different constituents. 
Absolutely. Well, a lot of really great insights there, Paul, and it'll be interesting from our perspective to see how this all develops over the coming years in regards to price transparency regulations um, for both payers and providers now. Before we go, any closing thoughts you'd like to give to our listeners? I'm, I'm glad you brought up the price, price transparency side of the equation, Jacob, because yeah. it's been a fascinating thing over the course of the last year to 18 months where, you know, the plans are really being um, asked to, to step up their game, to, to meet certain transparency goals around cost. And, and it's honestly, it's been a bit of a tricky and a bit of a painful path for the industry because nobody likes to be told what to do and the timeline on which to do it. Um, yeah, at the same time, you know, we know that members make decisions about getting care and where to get that care because of cost. And I think we're doing a great service to the industry by making that information available to help them make that right decision. So I think the, the mandate example um, you gave, Jacob, I think is spot on. Um, you know, my, my, my closing comment here would simply be the idea of really understanding your provider network and all of the attributes uh, associated with that provider network and their schedules is just really, really difficult. Um, you, you'd think after all of the money we've thrown into healthcare IT over the last you know, decade plus that you know, having basic information about providers or locations or having a digital inventory of appointments would be easy, but it's not. Um, there is no easy button. You, you can't license the data. You, you can't scrape the screens and cobble together the data. You can't assume these systems will work or that the data will persist and remain consistent over the time. It's just hard. Uh, it requires the hard work of building connections. It requires data governance. It requires educating you know, folks from across the continuum on, on what it is that you're trying to do. I think the good news is you can do it. Uh, you just got to be very intentional and, and relentlessly avoid solutions that might be just good enough or just checking a box because those aren't the things that meet the member or the patient where they need to be. Uh, and that's ultimately gonna result in abrasion. It's gonna result in poor quality. It's gonna result in lack of access. And those are eminently solvable problems if you just focus on doing the right thing here. Sure, sure. So it's very tricky, a tough path forward, but one that could result in an exponentially better system for all of us. Paul, I really appreciate you joining me for this discussion today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thanks so much for the time, Jacob. I really appreciate it. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, HealthSpark. You can tune into more podcasts and virtual events from Becker's Healthcare by visiting beckershospitalreview.com.